Hi, my name is Judy Trent and I am principal of the Carl B. Hutchison Early Learning Center. We are the early childhood special education component of Lynchburg City Schools. I also serve as a rater for the state of Virginia to go around looking for quality programs and to rate programs. I've been asked to come and talk to you about what a quality program looks like. And as we go into the different environments and the different schools, you're going to see that there are primarily two types of classrooms. You have what we call the A classroom, where the children are actively involved and they're acquiring knowledge. And then we have the C classroom, where the teacher is the main person in this classroom. That classroom is controlled and that classroom, the children are conditioned to respond in a certain way. We're not saying that the children will not learn in a C classroom, but what we're saying is that research tells us that the best learning for preschoolers is done when they're active. So we're going to focus on what a, an active acquire, knowledge acquiring program is going to look like. When I go into one of these programs, I look first of all for the relationship between the teacher and the children. I look for a teacher who is actively involved with the children, who is having conversations with the children. She's not testing the children. It's not what color is this, what shape is this, um, what, is, what item is this. She's doing more of, oh, I noticed that you picked a round circle. Can you show me another round circle? So she's engaging. What do you think could be made with a circle? If we drew a circle, what do you think we could make with that? and then really pulling the children into experimenting, into problem solving, into critically thinking for different ideas. I went to a classroom and I saw a beautiful illustration of a teacher who was doing this. It was work time and the children could select any area that they wanted to work in. And this particular group of children had decided that they wanted to go to the block area. So the teacher went to the block area with them. She didn't stand above them. She didn't pull up a chair and sit next to them, but she was actually sitting right on the floor with the children. And she knew that some of these children were having a hard time identifying letters and numbers. So she was going to make that something real to them. And the children were building this elaborate structure and it was beautiful. And they would go to build something and she'd say, well, I wonder what you're going to build here. And they would say, a garage. And she would say, well, what does a garage need? And it, it helped them step through that process. Well, we need walls, we need a roof, we need a door. And they were going through this process and a little girl said, I want to build an apartment. I live in an apartment. And so they were building it and the teacher says, you know what I noticed? I noticed that when I go to apartments, they have addresses with numbers and with letters. I wonder if you would like to give your apartment addresses. And the kids jumped on this. Well, she was prepared. She had a little sticky note tablet and pencils and she gave each child one and allowed them to start writing. Now when one child wrote AI, she didn't leave it there. She showed the other children and she said, look, Susan picked AI. I see the letters A and I here. I wonder what letters you would pick or do you want to use numbers in your address? Pretty soon the whole structure had addresses on them and it caused them to start talking about, I have an address. And she said that the kids were making learning relevant to them. The other thing that I noticed that when she was talking with the children, she showed them respect. She um, said, please and thank you. And she modeled for them what's appropriate social skills. When I look at a classroom, 
I'm looking at the structure of the classroom. If all of the children are gone and you're just looking at exactly what is in the classroom, I'm looking for a classroom that's not wide open because with small children, if you have a wide open area, it's an invitation to run and be wild. Now, that's not saying that you want to block everything off and have high bookshelves so the teacher can't see. In a really quality program, the bookshelves are going to be small and short so that the teacher can observe all areas and make sure that the children are safe. But you're going to have different areas. And some of the areas that I really like to see in a program are a block area, an art area, a toy and book area, um, a house living area is very important because they're going to actually live out and learn their skills in the house area. What you don't want to do is to put a quiet area next to a really loud area. You can put the home living area next to the block area because both of those are going to be very loud activities. But you don't want to put the books next to the blocks because if you do, then the children reading the books are going to be distracted. So the the layout of the room is very important, and there are just bukus of literature on how to appropriately uh, lay out your classroom. <clears throat> the other thing that I look for in a classroom is how much of the, the artwork and the pictures are really child-related. If you go into a classroom and it looks like you've walked into a teacher store, you need to be a little bit concerned. What you don't want is professionally made <clears throat> products all around the room. A quality program will have 90% of the artwork on the, on the wall, something that the children have created themselves. And it doesn't have to be something that was created in the art area. You may have a child that has taken toilet paper rolls and styrofoam and built this elaborate structure and glued it together and you have that out as an art display and that's something that the child can be very proud of. One of the other things that we look for in a quality program is that you have diversity, that you have books and you have materials that really show the diversity of your community. In our community we have a large percentage of African Americans, of people of Asian descent and some children who are Hispanic descent and so our classrooms have to mirror that. If you have a child who is African-American and they go into a classroom and all of their the materials are of little white children then they don't have anything to relate to. So you want to be very careful that your classroom really mirrors the population that you're teaching. The other thing is you want to look at your curriculum. Does your curriculum encourage children to problem solve? Are your lessons really meant for children to be interacting and actively engaged? Or do you see that your classroom has a large amount of time where the children are sitting around a table? There is a rule of thumb that a teacher-directed activity should be no more than the child's age in minutes. So if you're teaching three-year-olds, your teacher-directed activity should be no longer than three minutes. And that means that you're not having the children sit and listening to the teacher more than three minutes. If you're in a quality program, you may see that their little group time lasts for 10 minutes, but in that 10 minutes, they are up and moving. There is dance, there is music, there is um, stretching activities. 
but the teacher isn't going to be sitting there having the children listen to them. I told you about a really wonderful program that I observed. Then I went to another program and it was a mixed age group, which is a wonderful way to do preschool. However, these were two, three, and four-year-olds. The teacher had them sitting at a semi-circle table with the teacher sitting in the very middle. He was not moving around the children. He was not calling them by name. He was calling them sweetie and honey and, and cutie pie, but he didn't use their names. And those children sat at that table for 45 minutes. Now, you can imagine that they had some behavior issues. And that was actually why I was called into the program, was because of the behavior issues. Once we were able to go in and show them appropriate practices, how long you could have the children sit, the behaviors diminished, just almost disappeared, because we weren't asking the children to do what was inappropriate for them. My challenge for you is to create classrooms that are A classrooms, classrooms that are, the children are actively engaged, that the teachers are involved with the students, that the teachers are not sitting above them and, and talking at them, but that the teachers are really engaged in conversation with the children, and that your children are really acquiring knowledge that's applicable to them. Learning the letters of the alphabet means nothing to these children, but if you can apply it to their life. If you can tell them A is just like in your name, uh, I1 is your address, then you've made learning real to children. That's my challenge.